Hey kids, this is me, Super Robots, and we're back with another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time out, we're going to go to the Toys R Us area in the Cottontown Mall. We're going to open some cards, we're going to talk about a G.I. Joe. It's going to it's gonna be a hoot and a half, dude, but until we get to hooting, Grandmaster Grandpa, get that beat! Okay, I see robot. I am on the tech 12 This is one time for your mind. Welcome to the Toys R Us Report. A weekly journey into the life of a guy who spends more time in the toy section than the kid who hangs the figures from the pegs. Your host, Icy Robots. Hey, this is me, Icy Robots, and I am at the Toys R Us section in the Macy's in Coddingtown right now. In Santa Rosa, we have two malls. We have the downtown plaza, and then over on the uh, the northwestern side of town, I think it is, we have the, the Coddingtown Mall, and I I was over here at the Target, so I said, why don't, why don't I just dip into the TRU section, and we'll we'll see what's up. This one, this one is a little bit better than the one in the plaza, and by better, I mean it's a little better stocked, it's a little better organized, it's newer. The one there has been in, in, in this area for, I don't know, a couple of years now, it feels like, but this one, this one's new. There's a, there's a Jeffrey over there. There is some Toys R Us signage here and there, and the the toys are by and large newer than the ones in the plaza. There's some stuff for uh, the the new Thor movie. There's some Buzz Lightyear stuff. There's there's some Transformers stuff. I'm not I'm not super familiar with Transformers, but they don't seem they don't seem super old. They have some some Marvel Legends, the the smaller three and three quarter inch ones. They have Iceman is right here and then there's some dolls and stuff there's actually people kind of around me I'm sort of like I'm sort of ducked over just trying to uh, tell you stuff I've seen as opposed to kind of walking around but uh, I think I'm gonna I think we'd head out of here in a bit we walked through the Cottontail Mall and man this mall on the inside there's just not a lot popping off International Imports is here Seas Candies here but there's not there's not like a super ton so let's Let's cut it. We're gonna probably go to another Macy's in a few weeks, but as so far, the Toys R Us sections aren't, they're not super popping, I'm gonna say. It's nice to see a few toys here and there, but it's not, <laughs> it's not popping by any stretch. Now let's return to Earth. open a pack of weird trading cards. One of you could win an adventure into the next galaxy to board the new Enterprise and appear in an episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation. Look for the winning game card inside boxes of Cheerios and Honey Nut Cheerios or write for a free game card to Star Trek, The Next Generation Sweepstakes, P.O. Box 5472, Minneapolis, Minnesota. You could have already won an adventure. 
That contest is amazing. Between you and me, my dream in life is to be on Star Trek. I would love to just be like a background character on an episode of Star Trek. I would be happy on any of them. I want to be a Starfleet member. I don't want to be like some rando alien in the back. I want to be like in the Star Trek uniform on the ship. I think that's the dream, dude. Just to be one of these guys in the back just going about. Just to, just to be part of the Star Trek mythos. That would... That would be the dream. I love Star Trek Next Gen. I think, I think out of all the Star Treks, the Next Gen is definitely the best one. The original series has its charm. Deep Space Nine gets dark. Voyager's fun. But the the Next Gen is really the one that kind of set the idea for what all Star Trek was going to be like going forward. And I I love it, dude. I love the just everything. I love the acting, the show. I love I love the morality. I wish that we could have a Star Trek world where everybody's content, everyone's working hard, everyone's nice and polite and kind and I just I just wish. What I have in my hand right here is one, two, three, four packs of nineteen eighty-seven Panini Star Trek Next Generation sticker cards. These are the ones that contain the rookie cards of all the characters. You got your John Luke Picards, you got your Datas, you got everybody first appeared in this set. This is the one that you want, but there is a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of controversy, I guess you could say, because some people don't consider sticker cards to be cards. I myself, I don't care. I'm not hard and fast about it. These are, these are the first things that came out resembling a card with these next-gen characters, so I, I accept them as, uh, as crucial. Let's, let's take a look. Let's just cut into them. They have, like, they have, like, a plastic wrap on the outside, and then the inside, there's some kind of a game card that I, that I don't know, and in the back, it's in a language I do not understand. They, they have, like, this little scratch-off deal here. You gotta scratch these, uh, let's just see what happens if we scratch one. You see a picture of the Enterprise? And then you can scratch it off. It says, I don't know, it's blank under here. Hmm. Oh, this is also in a language I don't understand. It looks like uh, maybe Arabic or Hebrew. I know not. Let's let's jump inside these packs and see what's jumping with the jump off before we get before we get like we can just rip these. They're paper. There are these. These are smaller than um, typical cards. Let's see. This one is of the Enterprise. Kind of a cool image. We're looking for the lowered number ones. That's that's where you're going to find your rookies. This is 159, 136, 159, 136, 136, 159, 136, 136, 226. They're all kind of like... 136. They're small stickers and they they're kind of like puzzle pieces in a sense. Some of them it looks like you would make much larger pictures out of, but I'm not I'm not seeing anything in the first pack that was really worth mentioning honestly. So we're just going to just going to jump right in here to the second one. This one also has a little game card. We can just tear right into it and see what see what we get. I'm not feeling too good about these, to be honest. They're uh, they're a little bit smaller. This is the same one as the other one. I kid you not. The exact same ones inside there. The same sticker cards. I, I'm not feeling good about this. As much as I love Star Trek, as much as I, as much as I feel this in my heart, I don't think that, uh, 
Just not feeling it. Not feeling like we're going to get some um, some gold here. This one is... um This one is different, but these are all high number ones. Here is Q. Here's Wesley Crusher. Let's... Let's take a look. 121. We're getting down into the ones. 121. And it is um hmm. They jump around in here as well. Let's um gotta find the checklist for the Pononis. The Paninis. I think Panini actually has the uh has the current contract for Major League Baseball. It'd been like tops for years and years and years, and now it's like it's a. Uh, it's Panuni, which is which is wild. But from what I understand, Panuni's making better cards right now. So what are you gonna, what are you gonna say about that? You know, honestly, gotta go with what you know. Um, nothing awesome so far. They're disappointed. I gotta say, but the disappointment is, the disappointment is my fault, honestly, because I thought that these were like normal sized, but they're in fact like. They're maybe the size of, like, four small postage stamps all the way across, like, I'm going to say, like, four by three, maybe. And these are all really high numbers. We want the really low numbers, and they seem like they're all kind of following, like, a numeric pattern. Yeah, we haven't gotten any. You want to get them in the first, in the first ten. The ones, honestly, you want are number one, which is Picard. Number two, Riker. Number three, Troy. Number four is Data. Number five is Yar. And then as you scroll down, there's there's different ones too. But all the cards I have are in the hundreds. Honestly, this is kind of a kind of a strikeout for the for the most part. But on the flippy flip, they cost eighty cents a pack. So I might even honestly go back in for more because if I could get this Picard, I think that would be by all the metrics of collecting. I think that would be a card one would want. Captain John Luke Picard, William Riker number two and he's jumping over a uh jumping over a chair one-legged he's sitting backwards and we got counselor troy number three marina sirtis then we got good old brent spiner aka data aka uh dr sung i've been catching up on season two of picard i didn't i didn't really love season one of picard i really love discovery and i'm looking forward to the captain pike show but i i didn't really feel season one of picard and i got a I gotta be honest, as we're getting further and further into it, I might not be feeling season two of Picard either. There's there's definitely elements that I do enjoy, but I, I can't say that like overall I'm enjoying the whole package, but that might just be me. I feel like after not really loving the first season, I might be being like overly critical of season two. I should I should just open up my heart and let the love in and just enjoy the fact that Captain Picard's on my TV screen in the year 2022 along with Seven of Nine, and they're having adventures, and it's like, I should just enjoy it. I'm just gonna go forward and just, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna love it from now on. I apologize for saying even a bad word about Captain John Luke Picard. I think, I think out of all the Star Trek captains, it, it it's the fact that, that Picard is obviously the best captain of all the captains. Some people are gonna say, they're gonna say like your Kirks. Some people are even gonna say your Janeways, and I could see how you could definitely have an argument for, for Janeway, but I, I just think overall, Picard is obviously the best. He, he's great in wartime. He's phenomenal in peacetime. He's a great leader, just a great diplomat, a great military strategist. He really he really fills in all these areas. I think that Kirk was amazing for the time period that he was in. It was more like the Wild Wild West, and he was 
he was phenomenal for that. Janeway was amazing getting getting the crew back from uh, the Delta Quadrant. And I, I think that, like, all the captains have their own, they have their own virtues, but it's just, it seems very clear to me that Picard is obviously the best, so I shan't ever say a negative word about good old John Luke ever, ever again. Let's move forward in the show. We're going to find out what's going on in the good old Japanese baseball league. One famous... This week in Japanese League Baseball, the summer heat must be getting to last year's runner-up teams. The baseball they have played in recent weeks is simply inexplicable, and yet despite the Hanshin Tigers and Chiba Lot Marines stumbling mightily, other factors have allowed them to remain in the picture for a playoff spot at the very least, and a shot at the league title if they can turn their ships around. The Tigers came out of the All-Star break winning three straight series but bowed to the Yokohama Dina Baystars and Chunichi Dragons in the middle of their Road of Death, their home ballpark Koshian Stadium, is being used for the National High School Tournament for much of August. During these six games, they were shut out three times, bringing their season total to 21, and committed more errors, 11, than the number of runs they produced. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Hey kids, this is me, Ash Robots, and we are back. Big shout out to Derek, dude. Thanks for taking over that, uh, this week in Japanese League Baseball, man. Your enunciation on some of these names is very precise. You're a good, good voiceover talent for being such a, such a good young man as well. So, if you want more of Derek, make sure to hop over to our Patreon. He has his own show. It's Derek, Ed, Cool Kyle, Big Daddy, Craig, uh, Derek's workout coach, Tomek. It's a good show, dude, The Derek Show. I think they're four episodes in right now. They they send them to me after they, they use the studio for a while here at uh, Icy Robots uh, Earth Base. It's, it's good stuff, dude. Definitely check that out. But we are here to talk about a G.I. Joe figure that I have that I have recently acquired. And this is a figure that goes by the name of Bazooka. Bazooka, let me reach over here. I should have had him on the, the, the desk as we speak. But Bazooka is a bazooka specialist. He... He, of course, is the figure that wears the football jersey, the red football jersey. You may have seen him. He, he features prominently in the cartoon as well as the comics. He's one of he's one of the main guys. I had wanted him for a while, but the price on Bazooka, because he played such a prominent role in the show, was was fairly high. He's like a $40, $50 figure, and it just it wasn't worth it to me. He wasn't he wasn't somebody that I had as a kid. He's not, like, somebody that I have a lot of, like, nostalgic feelings for, but he is one of the main characters, so I wanted him, but I didn't want to pay that full nostalgic premium. So one day, one day I was poking around on the eBay, which I, which I like to do, and I saw somebody had listed a bazooka with his helmet and his backpack for only $11.99, so I immediately swooped him up. That was, that was a fantastic price. I, I actually, I went over the listing two or three times to make sure that it, that it was correct, because the price... The price seemed so ludicrously low. He didn't have his weapon, but I was able to pick that up in a separate sale for only like eight ninety nine. There's a lot of a lot of cool uh, sellers on the on the online that'll hook you up with weapons and stuff. But the the helmet 
and the backpack were the hard-to-find items for people because they're both only used on this figure. A lot of times, they reuse weapons for different guys and stuff. You know, it's kind of a cost-cutting measure, but Bazooka has all-new helmet, all-new backpack, so it was hard to get a hold of those, so I was happy to capture them all at once. But let's, let's find out a little bit about Bazooka before we get too far into this. Bazooka's trainers described him as a decisive fast thinker with the instincts of a natural survivor. While Bazooka has never quite projected himself to be a highly intelligent individual, he has surprised his teammates and foes alike with his strength and tenacity. Having trained on both sides of armor, Bazooka is just as much a qualified tank operator as he is an anti-armor expert. When he's not busy, he likes to engage in his passion for fishing. That is some stuff about Bazooka. What we, what we learned there is that our homeboy can drive a tank, as well as he can blow up a tank. That's, that's pretty cool. In the... In the comic, I remember he was brought in as, like, a group of dudes who were all going to be tried out by, uh, Lady J. Like, they were doing, like, a G.I. Joe tryout. And then they, they inexplicably were attacked by Cobra. And these guys, these guys all proved their mettle by, by fighting off the, uh, the Cobra assault. In the, in the cartoons, our guy Bazooka was, if I recall correctly, I haven't revisited the, uh, Joe cartoons as of, uh, the last little while. But if I recall correctly... He was kind of portrayed as a bit of a dum-dum. And that was actually mentioned there in the, uh, the little info bit. It's, it's a common character in, like, the cartoon world, in, like, the movie world. He's a bit of a dum-dum, but he's a good guy, brave guy, tough guy. And the, the fishing thing was played up as well. I remember when, when I think it was IDW relaunched, uh, G.I. Joe. It might be Devil's Due. I, I, I can't recall exactly, but it was the one where they hyped how they brought back in Larry Hama, and they were going to pick up the, the Real American Hero continuity. I recall that they, they they contacted Bazooka, and they wanted him to come back and join the team, because they were they were doing that getting the band back together kind of a gimmick, and they, they reached out to him, but he was he was uh, way overweight, because he had been spending all of his time on the lake, you know, fishing, and then during the winter he was, like, iced fishing and drinking some, uh, you know, hams from the land of uh, pure blue water, and he'd, he'd put on some weight in the gut, and it took him a while to get back into shape but eventually he did but then at the same time you can't really blame homie dude he's been in many a battles he's probably like a vietnam vet then he joined the joe team and he's fighting cobra he's fighting terrorism overseas he's doing all kinds of stuff and finally his time to retire he's leaving the army with the full pension he just wants to chill he just wants to fish but what do you know duke's on the phone going guess, guess what? what cobra's, cobra's back. back as if they ever left and we need you because there's nobody else out there who can who can drive a tank and fire a uh, missile launcher type thing. At, at any rate, with the prototype code name of Longshot, Rough Tackle, Heat Man, Armor Hammer, and Hardline, Hasbro initially wished Bazooka's MOS, or Military Occupational Specialty, to be listed as Bazooka Soldier. Yet, Larry Hammer provided a typewritten notation to Hasbro regarding that occupation. The armies of the world have not used bazookas for over 30 years. They are as obsolete as a flintlock musket, SOAs, self-contained rockets, and heat-firing recoil-less rifles. Larry, Larry Hama out. 
our guy Larry Hama really gave it to Hasbro with that one. He's like, bro, nobody uses a bazooka, and plus that's Zap's specialty from way back in G1. We need a new guy. We need a guy who goes out there and fights in a red, white, and blue army jersey, as it were. I wonder I wonder whose jersey that is. Let's, let's see if you can find out. It's obviously a Boston, I mean, New England Patriots jersey, but... Who does it belong to? Kevin Zorak? Tom Brady? Too early for that. It has to be... has to be somebody in an earlier mythological state. Let's... Let's just go into Wikipedia really quick. We're going to spend like one second. We'll see if we can find any kind of reference to that. I don't... I don't care a ton, but I do wish that I had that info for you. It's, uh... Number 14. Let's... Let's just do it, dude. We gotta find out who's number 14 on the Patriots. Official team roster, right now there is none. Let's see, there has to be like a legendary Patriot. And you guys who follow football are probably like, bro, that is, uh, of course, that is, I know not, dude. I Patriots number 14. I don't know anything about football. I should just to kind of keep up on things, but Steve Grogan. He wears a Steve Grogan jersey. I found it by typing in Bazooka G.I. Joe football jersey. But then I also discovered that you can buy that jersey. You can get this at uh, 80stees.com. It's only going to cost you a nice $119. So if you want to dress like Bazooka, you want to do Bazooka cosplay, you can. You just got to grow a mustache, maybe uh, get a little fat to make it kind of old-timey. There's there's a version of Bazooka. I think it's the, it's like 2006, 2007, where he's wearing like a fishing hat and a fishing vest. And I, I do kind of like that figure because I can imagine this is the one. This is the one that Duke called back into action. And you know what? Even though he was heavy at first, he got in shape and he responded. So he's more man than most of us will ever be. I really do, I really do like this Bazooka though. He's one of the, one of the iconic figures of the, of the G.I. Joe line. And I, I'd wanted him for a long time. I'm not even kidding, but I just didn't want to, I didn't want to pay those full on nostalgia prices. His, his rocket launcher, as I understand it, has three different variables. The, the first one is the one that comes with the G.I. Joe that goes by the name of Footloose that came out in the same year, but only the first run of the bazooka have that one. The second, third, fourth, and, uh, add on infinitum have the one that I have here in my hand, which you can't see, but it is... It is the prototype of the bazooka rocket launcher. It doesn't it doesn't really stay in his hand in any form. It also doesn't really stay on his shoulder that well to be honest. When I when I display him, I kinda gotta like just sort of stick it in his hand a little bit. The strap, it is a strap that goes over the shoulder. And I'll stick the strap in his hand and he kinda he kinda holds onto it like a purse. Which is which is fine. Nothing wrong with having a purse, nothing wrong with having a man bag, whatever floats your boat, but Let's, um, let's move forward. We're going to talk about the flea market. It was the big 40 and 8 this past week, and we went, we had a good time, we walked around, we looked at stuff, and it was, it was all good in the hood. Steve Grogan, Bazooka, fast drinking contest. Grogan sprints out with his lemony food and Bazooka. And Archie Manning. And Bazooka. In a fast drinking contest. Logan sprints out with his lemony smooth mellow yellow. But Manning breaks away with his... Up next, a look at this week's flea market acquisitions. 
It was the 40 and 8, and I had a lot of fun, blah, 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 blah. This past weekend was the big 40 and 8 flea market. I've talked about this a few times. The the Santa Rosa flea market circus has the Mojo Sales, which is regular, and you have the Sebastopol flea market, with the, which is regular. And then, I think four or five times a year during the summer, you have the 40 and 8 flea market over at the Veterans Building. It's put on by the, by the Veterans of Foreign Wars. It's a charity operation for a nursing program that they sponsor. They have a different vendor list than the the weekly flea market, so it's it's kind of a rare treat. And also, it's been off for the past two years. I've talked I've talked about that how I kind of I kind of had a mental breakdown, shakedown going to one just just because it had been so long. I'm finally I'm finally in the groove now, though. I'm feeling it. This this past Sunday, I was feeling it hard. We woke up at seven, and I'm just like, you know. Let's just get up and get dressed right now and head out to the 40 and 8. Let's do this like Brutus and do it like the barber. We did. We headed down there. We got a good parking spot. And while we were not amongst the first, we were still there pretty early and we had a very good time. Let me, uh, let me see. Where's the stuff that I bought? Oh, here is, here is some of it. I got a box full. Well, it is actually factually a basket. I got a basket full of 1960s rubber uglies. These are things that you do know. You know the little the little rubber finger monsters and then there's like little smaller like jiggly monsters. I got a whole basket full of these and I think these guys are super fun. I I do have kind of I do have kind of like a small collection of of the rubber finger monsters. When I see when I see ones I don't have like 60s and 70s ones I buy them and I I have a little shelf and I, I put them up there and I have a couple I have a couple small jigglers too but the jigglers that are in this basket are ones I do not have. If you want to if you want to check some of these out head over to my head to the Instagram instagram.com backslash IC robots I S double E robots it's it's the place to see all my cool toy picks and such or you can follow us over on the tweets that's at IC robots on the tweets I I think these are fun though bro I really I really do they bring back uh, a lot of childhood nostalgia for example like you might go to the dentist and if you're a good boy or a good girl you would get to go into the into the uh, treasure chest and these are the kind of things that were in the treasure chest these are the kind of things your teacher might give you if you were good these are something you might get at like a birthday party or whatever little little 25 cent things but they're they're really cool and honestly it's not as if like millions of these have survived over the years because they they got treated roughly being 25 cent toys and being made of stretchable jiggly rubber they would get pulled and yanked and a lot of these a lot of these ones that I have here have their, like, creepy snouts and their creepy tentacles and stuff. So this, this is very cool. I got this, and I got three blank VHS tapes, and then I got one VHS tape about how to use a 1980s exercise machine that I'm going to rip to a video and put on, on the YouTube. I love, I love weird old instructional videos. I love weird old corporate videos. I love how-tos and things. It's a... It's a, it's a real sweet spot of mine, and I don't, I honestly don't know why, but I do, I do enjoy these. I found one of those, I found, I found a bunch of stuff, and I got it all for 10 bucks. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty pleased with that. I got a few other cool things, too. These all came from, from the same guy. There's this guy, and he's a guy that I've talked about before. I know that I have. He, he sells, like, the, um, Playmate Star Trek action figures. Like, Homeboy has... He has millions of these, and every every time I talk to him, he tells me how he was the um he was the Western distributor for Playmate, and that he he has like twenty one crates of these at his house, and I believe him because every once in a while 
he'll pull out a random crate of these playmates and they're always a dollar. He sells them for a dollar. I've bought, I have bought dozens of these over the years. Shout out to my homeboy Lamar the Revenger. I know he's, I know he's a big collector of these playmates. Shout out to Earl Green. I know he is too, but the, the one that I have here in my hand is Captain Benjamin Sisko, but this is Sisko in the old series uniform. He's wearing the, uh, the golden colored Captain Kirk style, uh, command shirt. It's, it's from like a adventure where they went back into the past. That was that was one of the big hooks I remember on Deep Space Nine. When they ran that They're Going Back to the Past episode, there were ads for that everywhere, and that was a big deal, and I watched it, and I thought it was great. In this set, they also make Dr. Bashir, Jedzia Dax, who I have. That's a great action figure. She's wearing the old school skirt, and she has some tribbles. Then there is Captain Koloth. He's a Klingon. Miles O'Brien, of course. And Constable Odo. This Cisco is a really cool figure, man. I'm not even I'm not even gonna front. He comes with the orb of time, two tribbles, a clipboard, a communicator, and an action base. These are these are fun figs. He had I think that he had the entire set inside of this case. I know I saw Dax, I know I saw Odo, and I know I saw Bashir, but those ones I only have. But Homeboy started telling me all about the Playmates, and it's always fun to talk to him about him, but I, I swear he forgets who I am, even though I buy one of these, like, all the time from him, and I, I get I get the same speech. But you know what? I like the speech. I like to hear about the different varieties. He tells me about the, like, different uh, rare ones he has and stuff, and it's fun, man. I don't know. It's it's cool. It's like, it's like, it's like being caught in the time loop. But then I also got a TV guide from him. This is a TV guide from, let's see, what year is it? 1999. And it has, um, it has Lucy Lawless and Jerry Ryan, aka Xena and Seven of Nine are on the cover. So that's pretty cool. I like, I like TV guides. I like, uh, to look back and see the different listings. Let's, let's just pick a random day. Let's look Monday and we'll see what's playing Monday prime time in this one here. That might be that might be fun. Then again, it might not. We will soon find out. Where is 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. We have... Da, 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 da. Melrose Place. I used to love Melrose Place. I'm not even going to front. There's um there's an ad with Jamie Lunar from Melrose Place right here. Then the, They're playing the movie Wyatt Earp on Channel 3. That's NBC. Cosby Show. The Antiques Roads Show. Everybody Loves Raymond. Seventh Heaven with a... With a young Jessica Biel, Dilbert. Remember that that briefly lived Dilbert cartoon? Then there's a movie called Dragon World, Touched by an Angel, Law and Order. A lot of lot of good stuff there on all the various channels. It's hard to figure out which ones are the are the main. Let's just take a look. What was playing on MTV at that time? It is Rock and Jock Basketball. I'm just kidding. I wish it was. I can't. Oh, here it is. Ultrasound, a documentary on MTV's original VJ, including interviews with Martha Quinn, the great. The Great Martha Quinn. Those are always fun. I'm going to take it. I'll probably put it in the comic book bag, honestly. That's like, I feel like that's a nice way to keep keep old magazines, especially the older, like, digest size ones. Your Reader's Digest, your TV Guide Digest, and uh, so on and so forth. And then I got, I got issues one, issues two, issues three, issues four, issues six, and issue seven of the recent Spider-Woman series written by Hopeless and land. I'm gonna have to find issue number five. I bet you I can find this over at Fantasy Books and Games or uh, OP Games, I believe it's called now here in Santa Rosa. They have a lot of recent back issues and this this book came out within the last couple of years but I'm looking forward to reading that. I like Spider-Woman quite a bit. I think she's a really cool character with a really great costume which is weird because partway through there they change her costume. I also understand she has a child so congratulations to her. I think that's 
I think that's the big hook of that one. You get to hear about Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, rather, and her birth. I, I don't know what else I got. I'm trying to think. I must have got some other stuff. I got a couple more cassettes that I'm going to use as blank VHS cassettes. I find weird stuff, and sometimes, like... Sometimes they'll be commercial, sometimes they're not. I've already kind of scanned these. It's not really commercial, so they're, they're going to wind up getting blanked. I'm, I'm trying to think. I think that was it, but I honestly, I had a really good time. I was really feeling it. We spent time over at my homeboy's Ezra's booth. It was just Ezra's birthday. Shout out to you. Happy birthday, birthday boy, Ezra. Ezra of Hinton's style and speed. We hung out at his booth. We saw Jimmy. We hung out with him. We saw our, our guy, Rusty. Rusty came up, and he was playing uh, He was playing music on a straw. He had a straw, and he was whistling through the straw, and he was... It was kind of fun, I suppose, but uh, it was a good time, dude. Good time was had. I really found a bunch of fun stuff, and there is going to be one more 40 and 8 this year, but uh, as for next week, we're back to the Mojo Sales, which which is kind of a bummer. It's the same vendors every week, and it's all locked inside of a cage, and I feel like I feel like a refugee being held back from the world. Let's, let's finish this and go talk about something else. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Alrighty, tidy whitey, this is Major Dude, I see robots, and we are back for another super fun segment known as Reading Rainbow. I myself, I I like to read. I've liked to read my whole entire life. I've always been involved in the reading game. I always have a book going. I got a couple magazines going. I got a couple comic books going. It's it's the way I live my life. I like books. I like magazines. I just, I enjoy sitting down and having a relaxing read while drinking a coffee and all that good stuff. This week, I am still involved with this silly John Ringo book called To Sail a Darkling Sea. This is the this is the second one in that silly zombie series I've been reading. It's very, it's very military themed. The the survivors are all like Navy guys, and they're all like uh, they formed up this thing called the Wolf Squadron, and they're out they're out sailing the seven seas, saving people from zombies and stuff. It's it's fine. I I finally like I've settled in on the tone. I know all the characters, so I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. That's what. That's what's kind of hard when you start a new book or you start a new author. Like, picking up the tone, picking up the different people and the nuances of the people, the nuances of the of the author. And I finally I finally kind of hit on it. And I'm starting to like characters that I didn't like in the first place. Which makes me which makes me wonder if it's possible that this chap, John Ringo, is an actual, factual, good writer. Because there were dudes in the first book that I could not stand. And as we're moving along into the second book... They've been, like, toned down, and I'm starting to understand them more, and I do, in fact, kind of enjoy reading about them. Let's let's see what this book says. With human civilization annihilated by a biological zombie plague, a ragtag fleet of yachts and freighters known as the Wolf Squadron scour the Atlantic searching for survivors. That's, that's basically it. They... They've encountered, like, submarines and other Navy vessels. At first, they started off as, like, civilian guys, but then over time, they've, they've teamed up with the Navy. It's it's a lot of killing zombies and a lot of stuff like that, but I like zombie stories. I don't know what it is, man. I I'm, I realize, you know, I'm not alone in this. Everyone likes a good zombie tale. I also, I also read a few comics, like, three comics. I didn't get through as many as I might normally because I've, I'm really... I'm really involved with this silly John Ringo book. I read The Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes, The Avengers number 58. That's legacy number 758. And in this, they're like, 
they're like traveling through time and they go back looking for the different ghost writers. I guess like ghost writers have been like an entity that survived all through time. And they're in feudal Japan and they, they find like a samurai ghost writer. It's actually okay. I did kind of kind of enjoy it. I, I thought it was fine. I I wish they'd settled down into more traditional superhero stuff. But I don't know, dude. If you want to know what's going on in Marvel Comics, all you got to do is read the Avengers. So read... The Avengers, I do. I also read Excellent number four and Excellent number five. This is the re uh, the restart of the tale of X Factor, aka X Static, which is which is written by Peter Milligan and drawn by the great Michael Allred, who I really like. He has this really cool pop sensibility, and when he when he was doing doing the first runaround of X Static, it was kind of based around like reality TV. This was like when when reality shows were like all brand new and all cool and in this it's like continuing on in that world but now it's like reality tv is is the main thing that, that people watch on tv which is which is i think terrible look i honestly like i don't have anything against like a reality show it's fine watch whatever you watch but i i don't like how this is becoming like the main genre of tv i like a nice scripted show with nice production values i want to i want to see special effects and i want to see good writing and i want to see good acting i want to see professional quality entertainment and these these reality shows they don't have actors they don't well you could say they're actors if you want they might be but they don't have this this whole panache that like a good scripted show has i just i i'm not into it i've never watched a show with any housewives i don't watch anybody flipping houses just me if i'm gonna watch something silly i will in fact watch professional wrestling which brings us to the next thing that i read i read the August 2022 issue of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I still I still get print copies of this. The the subscription is up and I'm debating back and forth whether I'm going to re-up it or not. It's 35 bucks a year for 9 issues, which isn't bad. Magazines kind of they pay off in the long run. You get them sent to your house all the time and it's fun. It's nice. You get like a little surprise and then you get to sit and enjoy it. This one this one was focusing on all the various supercards of the years. You know, your WrestleManias, your AEW Revolutions, your NWA Crockett Cup, the Stardom World Climax, the NJPW 50th Anniversary, the AAA Ray de Reyes, and so on and so forth. One thing they really have in PWI is good photography, and it's like a nice, nice full-cover glossy magazine with a lot of pictures. They go over all the individual matches of all the various supercards. With photos, here are some pictures of the uh, the Stardom card. Here's Momo Watanabe and the Starlight Kid versus Hazuki and Koguma. Shout, Shout out to Teen Wumble, Stardom's biggest fan. Shout, Shout out to Gino Vega, the number one fan of Ice Ribbon out there in the world. I I can't really get too deeply into the Japanese lady wrestling. I like it. I do watch it from time to time, and I do like some of the characters. I'm a big, big fan of the of the Starlight Kid, but I. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't love it as much as I love some other things. I, I think that it might be because you kind of, you kind of have to dig to find it. I gotta go onto like weird websites and things to find these matches that I read about. And if it was just like featured on my TV every week, like if they had like a Stardom show on HDNet after they have New Japan, which does, which does seem like something that could very well happen in the future, I, w I would definitely tune in. I just, it's hard for me to have to search far and near to watch wrestling when there's already so much wrestling on my TV, but I 
I do like it. Let's take a look at the the top ten. As we speak right now, Gino Vegas' favorite wrestler, Roman Reigns, is number one. Kazuchika Okada is number two. John Gresham, three. Probably not at this point. Adam Page. Matt Cardona, NWA World Champion. Matt Cardona, five. El Hijo del Vikingo is the AAA Mega Champion. He's number six. Trish Adora, eight is Alex Hammerstone. Nine is AC Mack. I do not know Trish Adora or AC Mack, so I, I apologize for that. And the the GCW World Champion John Moxley is number ten. These these are massively out of date. I kind of I kind of think right now Moxley would be number two, maybe even number one with with Roman Reigns and uh, Okada kind of kind of fighting for those top spots. The the most popular wrestler is Bianca Belair. The most hated Matt Cardona. Number two most popular Cody Rhodes. Number two most hated sorry Gino Vega. It is Roman Reigns. I think. I think I'm going to wind up re-upping PWI. It's fun. It's fun to read about wrestling. I still read the Wrestling Observer newsletter every week. That's another thing that I that I enjoy, but I, I'm kind of starting to like that less and less. Not that the quality slipped or anything, but it's, I don't know. Wrestling wrestling's kind of lost a lot of its allure to me. I've seen I've seen too much of it. From time to time, I think about taking a break and then coming back and, and checking it out later, but I still... I still watch every week. And then, then I read Den, Den of Geek magazine. This is a quarterly magazine from the Den of Geek website. I, I just started getting this in the mail one day. I really, I really don't know where it came from or how they got my name, but I'm, I'm happy that they do because this is a nice, big, glossy, full-cover magazine about comics, video games, toys, books, movies, all, all these things that we geeks like. They have a They have a really good article on the Black Adam movie. That's what's on the cover, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Speaking of wrestling, it's going to star as Black Adam in a in a DC film. It's also going to have Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate, and I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be really cool. The Adam Smasher is going to be in there. We're going to see Hawkman. I, I think the guy who was MC Ren in the NWA bio is going to be Hawkman. He's a, he's a good actor. This is a cool magazine though. I like it. They have uh, some stuff about the new HBO Game of Thrones show, which I watched and I did enjoy. The uh, the reboot of Quantum Leap. I'm excited about that. They they have some stuff on She-Hulk, which I have not started yet. I'm still, I'm still on Miss Marvel. I, I'm really liking Miss Marvel, to be honest. It's kind of fun. It's kind of silly. It's kind of, kind of you know, like a young adult show. But I'm digging it. I like the tone. I think the girl that they, I think the girl they cast as Miss Marvel is quite charming, to be honest. She, she's a very charming little actress, and I am enjoying that show. So that's. That's more or less what I read this week. I think I also read People Magazine. At one time, we were subscribing to something. It might have been Entertainment Weekly. And then when Entertainment Weekly went digital only, they they switched our remaining issues to uh, People Magazine. So we get that every week. I read it in the bathtub. It's one of, one of those things, easy to kind of get through. I'll read it for a few minutes and then toss it in the garbage. But uh, it's fine. I think I read about J-Lo and, and Ben Affleck's wedding, which is, you know, which is nice. I, I, I wish the kids all the best, honestly. But that's... That's what I read this week. I, um, I'm so far behind on my comics. I'm not even exaggerating right now. I have a stack of comics that is, I'm going to say, five inches thick. Let's, let's just look at some of these I'm behind on. Comics, man, they, they come out so frequently. And I'm buying other ones at the flea market. I got Daredevil number one. I got the new Detective Comics. I bought this Punisher in Nam. I got a Fantastic Four I want to read. I got a bunch of these from the... From the uh, comic store when I went there, then I got all these Spider Womans I was talking about earlier. I should just like, I should just like chill out, spend a couple hours, read all these comics, and just like drink a drink a tea or something while I'm doing it and have have a nice time. But that's that's reading Rainbow 
for this week. I hope that you guys like that. I, I'd like to hear what you dudes are reading. If you're reading like a cool book and you think that I might like it, hit me up. I don't only read about zombies. I read about anything. Last week at the flea market, well, the week before last, I got, um, I got Jerry Heller. He was the manager of NWA back in the day. I got his bio. I'm going to read that. I got... I got uh, AJ Lee's bio. I picked. She's a wrestler. I picked that up at at the Goodwill. I'm gonna I'm gonna read that soon. I got I got Console Wars about the uh, Sega Nintendo feud. I'm gonna read that. I'll read I'll read honestly just about anything. I'm really not picky as long as it has a nice easy feel to it. I'm into it. Reading is fun. It keeps your mind fresh. All you guys out there, you can't only hang a clang. You can't only get swole. We all want to get swole. We all want to get a uh, you know jack to the gills but you also got to exercise your mind do some reading do uh, do some sudokus dude those are fun they keep your mind fresh you don't want to you don't want to let your mind uh go into into the crazy delirium you know no good will come from that but uh i think that um i think that we're about about it for today the the patreon as always, is at supportthereport.com. I just dropped the new IC Robots workout mix. It's uh, Champion Sound number three. It's called Maintain Your Gains. It's fantastic. It will beat you into a living death or worse. If you want that, hit me up. I don't care if you're a Patreon or not. I don't want to stand in between uh, you and getting swole. If you want it, I'll email it to you. Don't even worry about it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna block you in that sense. You can get the get the Champion Sound from me. I see robots. Hit me up on the tweets at I see robots. That I is I S double E robots. We got that. I oh this this is news that I feel like I should mention. I have started moving all the episodes of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe over to their own separate feed. So wherever it is you search for a podcast, go and Google or look up the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. All the episodes are going to be going there for the foreseeable future. So far. Everything that I've currently done is there. I have a few more I'm going to drop, some new ones. I made a couple new ones. I made Daredevil, I made Cyclops, and I have I have a couple others I'm going to start dropping over there. So make sure, go look for the all-new feed for the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. That's a show where I talk about superheroes, the coolest heroes and villains Marvel Comics has to offer. It's a really good show, really fun, really cool and uh, make sure to check out Gino Vega, our guy Gino Vega. He did a great episode about the Phoenix Theater and is taking his kids there. Oddly enough, my kid was at that concert. I forgot to mention that. She was there as well, hanging and clanging. She saw Gino Vega, turned away, couldn't bear to look at his horrible visage, went back to watching the show, and that's, that's all there is to say about that. I think that um, I think that we're at the, the end here, please. Please, please, please. Hop over to supportthereport.com. There's going to be a new Derek show dropping next week. Derek and uh, Derek, Ed, Big Daddy Craig, Cool Kyle, all the all the guys you know and love. Tomek, they're all there. And it's, it's coming at you next week. And it's going to be super duper duper fun. But uh, until that day happens, this is me. I see robots signing off for world's famous saying, if you don't like the news, go out there and make some of your Alright, um, and bring an organ. And you know I got to have that.
this record. I like to thank you for buying this record. Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Yo, slick. Blow. That's right. I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com And do it like the barber, like Brutus. I'm not into it. I've never watched a show with any housewives. I don't watch anybody flipping houses. I'm not into it. I've never watched a show with any housewives. And do it like the barber, like Brutus. And do it like the barber, like Brutus. I'm not into it. I've never watched a show with any housewives. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. This is world famous. The secret word is isometrics.